0: Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to serve your children at this time. And Lord, I ask that you will honor your name and encourage our hearts as we look at the word of God together and as we share and encourage each other. Lord, we are praying that you will be glorified. You will be honored, and you will be exalted. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I'm calling this the Ministers of the Last Days, and this is um, actually the first part of a three-part series. Um, And I would just want to... Bring to us some convictions the Lord has put in my heart, as the end of age is upon us, uh, what are some things that God is calling his church, calling his servants, calling his people to do, and um, we'll be looking at the life of Elijah from first Kings chapter 17, and I I trust God to bring out seven things um, at this session, uh, seven things that are key for us as ministers of the last days. Um, Part two, ministers of the last day, part two, there are seven things also. Ministers of the last days, part three, there are seven things also. And these are things that have been very heavy on my heart, very heavy on my spirit, and things I am praying the Lord will help us together to grow in grace, to receive, to believe and to live. Amen. First um, Kings chapter 17, we know that Ahab, the king, is strong in the land. Ahab the king is in charge of the rulership of Israel. Ahab the king is waxing strong with Jezebel. And Ahab, even in our generation, as in that generation, represented and represents today the stronghold of the anti-God sentiments, anti-God movement. We live in the generation where Ahab is very pronounced, very prevalent. We live in the time when Ahab has power and is waxing strong. And yet God calls his people to manifest and to minister in the midst of, of Ahab's rulership. You and I, we have been called to minister while Ahab is on the throne. We are called to minister in the midst of the darkness of the last days. We are called to minister while the anti-Jesus sentiments are increasing. And by the way, I hope you know Those sentiments are increasing globally. Those sentiments are everywhere today. Anti-God, anti-Jesus sentiments are on the rise. The stronghold of Ahab continues to increase. But what manner of people should we be? And how do we minister in the face of all this? The first thing, Point number one is that we are called to stand daily before the Lord. You know, if you are writing this down, there are some things I'll be saying that we just need to take note of. You know, we are called to stand daily before the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to say that for the 30 years I've been in ministry, One of the most difficult things in my life is to stand daily before the Lord. Only those who understand what this means will know what it means to wrestle with this. Every single moment of every single day, things will happen to challenge our standing before the Lord. But when we fail to stand before the Lord, we cannot stand before Ahab. The only way you and I will be able to operate in the level of spiritual authority required of us in the last days is that we must be people that make our communion with Jesus the primary priority. It overrides work, it overrides family, it overrides pleasure, it overrides business, it overrides everything. The ministers who will have authority from God, they must daily, daily, constantly, consciously have deep and continuous fellowship. There must be men who understand the spiritual disciplines, not the five minutes quiet time, not just, okay, I've read my Bible in the morning and I'm free the rest of the day. There must be people who carry the presence with them, who are daily in the car, in the boardroom, in the lecture room, They carry the presence. They are consciously in the presence. Now, look at what verse 1 says. You can see that on the screen. It says what? As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, before whom I stand. Do you see that? It is before the Lord. Excuse me. Before the Lord. He says, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, what he's saying is, as long as Israel lives, I stand, sorry, as long as the God of Israel lives, I stand before him. I Not sometimes, as long as the God of Israel lives, I stand before him. The only way, because the part B of that is now the ex of power but part b cannot happen unless part a is constant and effective beloved of god can i say to you that the greatest battle you and i will ever face in these last days is the battle to live in communion and we must push away the shallow in you know experience with God where you just do that, you know, 10 minutes devotion and you move on, you know, and we need to experience the God who lives <clears throat> and live with that God in daily experience. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And so I say, do not become so busy that you no longer live in the consciousness of God's presence. Always stand before and live before the presence of the Almighty. That is the power source for ministry. Not human skill, not human knowledge, not human intelligence, but the power of God that comes from being in the conscious presence of God, living in the conscious presence of God. The second thing, number two, which is critical as ministers of the last days is that we must be people who make decrees. We make decrees. There's a place to ask. There's a place to uh, pray and say, God, help me. God, make a way for me. But the ministers who will function before Ahab They must be people with authority to make decrees and their decrees stand. Do you remember that verse? You know, Elijah says, there will be no rain or dew except at my word. What manner of authority? What manner of power? What manner of audacity? Those who stand in the presence of the Lord, those who live in the consciousness of the presence of the Lord, they are audacious. You know, they say things that people say, Oh, come on now. You know, you got to be kidding. How Are you not being, you know, obstinate? Are you not being, you know, provocative? Are you not testing God? You see? men who are shallow and men who have not experienced the power of God they speak in those terms they think you are being excessive when you make decrees but the people that will change their generation they are people that are excessive because they believe what God can do Matthew 16:19 Jesus says, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I want to take the word of God literally. I want to believe it works practically. If he says he has given us the keys, and if he says what we bind on earth is bound in heaven, Then I want to be audacious. Brethren, we are called to be audacious in the last days. Brethren, we want men that can say, It will not rain. And indeed, it will not rain. We need, it's not for some special pastors, it's not for some special men of God somewhere. It's for everyone who belongs in this kingdom and believes they have the key. Because in these last days, we have to, and I'll talk about this later, but we have to confront spiritual realities. And it requires a lot of spiritual authority. And I'm saying, may we bind and may it walk. You know, it is audacious to say, God, it will not rain except at my word. It is God who gives rain. And Elijah was not saying, I will pray to God so it will not rain. You know, here he's saying, except at my word, which means he has done his homework with the Lord. You know, he has done the background work. He has done what needed to be done. Men of the last days, when they're in public, they don't talk too much. They use authority. When you tell a woman, by this time next year, you will take in. When you tell your boss, your company will turn around. When you tell a young man, you will be in the university by this time next year. When you tell someone, this sickness will not continue by the name of Jesus. And God (coughs) honors those decrees. Oh, may we be audacious to use. Now, look at the world. If you can see my screen, 41 countries in the world today live in gospel poverty. And by gospel poverty, it means 51% of that country is beyond the reach of the gospel. Now, if you look at Africa, for example, you can see Sudan, Libya, Niger, Algeria, Morocco, Tunisia, Western Sahara, Mauritania, Senegal, Senegal Gambia, Guinea, Bissau. These are countries that live in gospel poverty. These are countries in desperate need. So when you look at Africa, for example, there are needs all over Africa, but you can see that the top part of Africa, the northern sphere of Africa, is an area of greatest need. And God is calling men who can make decrees. We need to make decrees in the last days. And we need to be saying, in our generation, there will be a turnaround because Ahab cannot continue to function unchecked if you look at my screen the topmost countries there Egypt Libya Tunisia Algeria Morocco these used to be Christian countries these used to be Christian countries but now there are minority insignificant numbers of Christians in those countries And God is challenging his church to say, will we make decrees that will turn the tide? Will we make decrees that will give birth to a people in those nations? St. Oregon of Egypt, St. Augustine of Hippo, St. Cyprian of Tunisia, Perpetua. These were Christian saints who lived In North Africa. But the tide has turned. But God is saying, can we begin to make decrees? Can we begin to make pronouncements in your very nation? Can you begin to make decrees? Can you make decrees concerning your generation? Can you make decrees concerning North Africa? Can you make decrees concerning those 41 countries? I mean, look at the screen. They are there from North Korea to Mongolia, from Laos to Bangladesh and Bhutan and Nepal. These are critical, we call them critical countries, countries where Ahab is not challenged. And we are saying as ministers of the last days, we are called to confront in the spiritual realm and make decrees that will surprise the Ahabs of our generation. So we use the keys handed. Use the keys in the Lord's name. Make decrees that will change your environment. Be bold to speak words that heaven will respond to. Now, I am sad to say this, but the truth is, these powers can be abused, they can be misused. You know, we're having studies with our children and we got to that point where some people, some young men came out and then they started to laugh at uh, Elisha's bald head. You remember that story? And Elisha makes a decree and some beers come out and devour those young men. And my daughter said, but daddy, is that not an abuse of power? Is that, why did he have to decree that those children should die just because they laughed at him? Yes, the powers are in our hands, but it can be abused. There are lots of prayer meetings where we use the powers for the wrong things. Sometimes we use the powers only for our personal needs for our family needs. But we're not using the powers for Ahab. We're not using the powers to confront the strong men in our generation. But that is why we have been given the keys. The keys of the kingdom were given so that we use it in the presence of Ahab. You know, and you go to some prayer meetings, we decree that this year, You know, I will build my third house. You know, I decree that this year I will buy this or I will buy that. There's nothing wrong in buying this and buying that. But Ahab is the primary reason why we have been given the keys of the kingdom. And may we use those keys to confront the Ahabs of our time in the name of Jesus. Number three is self-care. And I'm, I'm speaking to myself as I speak to you. Because, you know, I realize that many of us, we are burning out. Many people are breaking down. There are all manners of sicknesses that are, you know, spreading in these last days. And one of the reasons is we are not taking enough time to rest. We're not having enough time to just shut down. Self-care is important. So the Lord told Elijah, he says, go, go to the uh, uh, brook and stay there and eat and drink. I will provide for you. I like the way the message translation says, he says, uh, 1 Kings 17, 5, he says, Elijah obeyed God's order. Elijah obeyed God's order. It's actually an order for us to rest. Oh, yesterday I went for a long walk. <laughs> it's a walk I've not done in a long time. But you know, I felt better for it. I was aching most of last night. But you know, I woke up this morning and I want to go out again. You know, because we need to rest, we need to exercise, we need to eat right. But because of the pressures of work and pressures of ministry, we stretch, we stretch, we stretch, and then the body begins to break down. God told Elijah, go and rest, go and Recording eat. In progress. The journey is far. The journey is far. Observe your Sabbath rests. You see, the Bible says Elijah obeyed God's order. Resting is an order. It's not optional. Resting is an order. Obey your rest. You don't have to be a Seventh-day Adventist person to shut down. We all need to make regular time to rest and refresh. If you will go far, if I will go far in serving our God, we must protect and preserve our soul and bodies, not just our spirits. Many times we focus on the spirit, but then we break the body. And when the body is broken, we cannot serve the Lord. Ministers of the last day, key number three Let us obey the Lord and schedule rest. Schedule rest. Sleep and eat. Put your phone away. Put your laptop away. Stay away from work for a season. It's not a sin. There was a time I was stretched to to the maximum when we lived in a particular country. I was so exhausted. As part of our ministry, there was a time we had up to 20 of the nationals living in our house. We were feeding and caring and doing hospitality and teaching and serving and supporting. We were drained from morning till night. And I went for a meeting somewhere and a brother walked up to me and he said, Brother Chinedu, the Lord says, I should tell you, go and rest. And the Lord said to me, I will pay for your ticket to go and rest somewhere. I was so blessed by that. And I told my wife, and when we're ready, we called the brother. He paid for our trip. We spent one month, one whole month. Somewhat, you know, in a camp, we were being fed. My wife did not cook. You know, I, my wife, the children, we did nothing. It was like a breath of fresh air. It was like new life. Now, you don't have to go for a month away. But do you know, for many people, even during their holidays, they are traveling, they are working, they come back from holiday more exhausted, More exhausted. Oh, if we are going to go far, we must obey. It says Elijah obeyed God's order. It was an order. It's not optional. It's an order. Number four is believe in the provision of God. Ministers of the last days, you cannot live only by your paycheck You cannot say, I will live only by what I earn. What God wants to do in the last days is supernatural provision. God wants to do things that you will sit down and say, how on earth did that happen? If you are in business, God wants to open doors that will shock you. God wants to do things. If you are in ministry, God wants to send resources your way that you will say, how on earth did that happen? How did that happen? Brethren, we have experienced again and again supernatural <coughs> provisions. And we believe, God told Elijah, he said, go to that widow, of Zarephath, he says, I have commanded her. I like the way New King James says, I have commanded the widow to take care of you. In the last days, God is going to provide everything we need for ministry. If you believe, please say amen with me. Amen. You see, amen. I, I, I really don't believe and it breaks my heart. You know, missionaries are struggling to feed. You hear of missionaries, they can't pay their children's school fees. And I say, this is not how God intended this thing to be. The will of God is to command and provision will come. Just like he commanded the ravens to feed him. He commanded the widow. Listen, the widow... When Elijah said, make something for me, the woman said, I only have a little flower which I will make and I and my son, we will eat and die. So this woman was not like she had an excess, you know, she had more than enough. No. And that's the beauty of the divine provision. He will not walk in the ways you expect. You know, On this, my trip, I was quietly wishing I could get a few things. And yesterday, without asking, you know, someone gave me two canvas for walking. It seems so simple. It seems so ordinary. But I needed some sneakers so that I can continue to do my work. And God just provided two. It may seem simple, Many years ago, when my wife turned 50, on her 50th birthday, I asked her, dear, what do you want the Lord to do for you? And like a very good Christian sister groomed in the days of CU, who only think of spiritual things, she's talking about how God will help her with, you know, being a good wife and a good minister. I said, darling, say something practical. And she said, well, you know, we've been, doing this ministry thing for, you know, over 20-something years at that time, and we don't have any house. Maybe someday, when it's time to retire, maybe we need a place and we stop paying rents. And I said, wow, I didn't think that's the kind of thing she would be asking for. When I said, do you want something? I thought it would be something simple I can provide. But she said, maybe God can give us a house. So I took you to the Lord in prayer. Brethren, to cut a long story short, out of the blues, out of the blues, a sister came up and said, I built a house in Nigeria. Some of you who know Lagos Island, the Lekki axis. Say, I built a house many years ago in Lekki for my son but my son has migrated to the US and the house is there. No one has lived in that house. A three-story building with five rooms. She said, Brother Chinedu, go and take a look whether you like it. I say, Auntie, I'm not taking a look. I like it already. But you know, that is the way God will do things that will surprise us because in the last days, God wants to make sure that we are focused. Believe God he has you covered. Brothers, believe God he knows what you need. And he has made plans for your resources. But remember in the last days, as God produces and provides for us, God will also use us to provide for the needs of the kingdom. Today already, I've had to send, you know, and I won't say how much, but to some brothers in desperate need somewhere. As I'm here, people are writing me and saying, please, can you help me for this? My children's school fee, my rent, this and that and this and that. Part of my prayer is that God provide for me so much that I can be a channel to be a blessing to many others, particularly people in the front lines. You know, I don't want to buy a new car for somebody who already has two cars. I don't want to give to somebody who has an overflow already. I'm looking for people like the Elijahs, who are confronting Ahab. And I want to say, I will be part of what is happening in your life and ministry. And I want to challenge you, dear brothers, as the Lord makes supernatural provision. Know that it's not just for you, but it's so that the Elijah's will have what is needed for the kingdom. I've been doing this for 30 years, brothers, without a salary, you know, the mission we work, we don't pay salaries. But I can tell you as a matter of fact, everything we needed for life and ministry, our Father has provided. Amen. Baba, Amen. Look, I am among those that say, Baba knows where I am. And he will command widows to look at me. Now, you may be here listening and saying, well, I don't really have much. It's not when you have much. It's the heart. The widow did not have. We're trying to develop an app for a ministry. We are doing a prayer ministry in the country where we are. In the and, rainforest. Do you, have any idea how they... you know, we are, trying to, we are trying to build an app that will network a global ministry for intercession to bring national revival in the country we are working. The app and all that's needed will be about $10,000. And the app developer has says he needs the money before the end of October. Brethren, I am not shaking. I had a Zoom meeting with the developer yesterday. I told him before the end of November, you will have your money. I don't have it. But you see, the kind of confidence I have is that if I am in the center of God's will, the widow will respond. Brethren, I want to say to you, if you are called into the ministry and every one of us are called into this ministry, then you will experience the provision of God. You will experience open doors that will surprise you. And you will know that it is not your hard work. You will know that heaven looked upon you. But remember that there is a principle. As the widow was sowing into Elijah, her jar of oil never finished. Her provision continued to multiply. May we labor together to continue to confront Ahab in the name of Jesus. Amen. The next is that there will be setbacks. Setbacks will happen. Please expect that as you are rising up to confront the enemy at the gate, expect that there will be setbacks. Oh, the enemy will come after you. And I will not do well not to mention that we have faced serious opposition we have faced troubles, we have faced spiritual attacks, you know, and this is what will happen for everyone that God is raising up as a minister of the last day. Please, let's not live in a bubble. Let's not join some of these prosperity preachers. Who will tell you you will never have any problem, you will never have any issue, your life will always be sugar and honey and sweets? No! On the front line of confronting Ahab, there will be setbacks. This woman is providing for for, for Elijah, and what happens? The son dies. The son dies. And she said to Elijah, verse 18, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? She was broken. She was devastated. Here I am serving the Lord and my son dies. Here I am being faithful to provide for the servant of the Lord and the enemy attacks me. Yes, the enemy is supposed to attack us. That's his job. So let's not expect that this is going to happen without confrontation. There will be confrontation. In First, in um, Ministers of the Last Days Part 2, I elaborate on this some more. You know, there will be confrontations, my brethren. Sickness will suddenly come to your family. Crisis may suddenly come to your job. Your business may suddenly be challenged. Your health may suddenly be challenged. But that is supposed to happen. That's why it's a battle. I can imagine that Elijah was discouraged. Lord, why will you allow this woman's son to die? Brethren, Setbacks, as you can see on the screen, setbacks should not stop your advance. Setbacks are evidence that you are doing the right thing. Don't let setbacks shake your faith or make you doubt God's faithfulness. Setbacks will come, but don't let it shake your faith or make you doubt God's faithfulness number i think this is number 6 number 6 believe oh my god believe in miracles oh my god the ministers of the last days they must believe that the red sea can part the ministers of the last days they must not doubt in the supernatural now there are some groups of people unfortunately and i say unfortunately Their doctrine does not endorse the supernatural. They call them the secessionists. The gifts of the Spirit have ceased. Brethren, the gifts of the Spirit have not ceased. You don't have to be Pentecostal. You don't have to be charismatic. It's just believe the Bible that the gifts of the Spirit have not ceased. For these signs shall follow them that believe. But because the signs are so few and far between, we always go and congregate around some special men of God that have made themselves miracle workers. But this was not meant to be for just a few special men of God. This was meant to be for every one of us. And can I beg you as a minister of the last day, that again, be audacious to pray for miracles to happen in the name of the Lord. Please, if you believe that God can still do supernatural things, say a better amen with me. Amen. Amen. It's not just for some special people. Some people travel thousands of miles because they believe one man of God is the only one who does these things. But may in these last days, may every one of us begin to manifest this in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> the Lord heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life was returned to him and he lived. Verse, verse seven, uh, 22. You, do you know that Elijah prayed the first time? The boy's life did not come back. He prayed the second time. The life did not come back. He prayed the third time. What that means is if you have prayed for a miracle and it did not work, please don't give up. Pray again. If you prayed before and something didn't happen, don't doubt. Pray again. The ministers of the last days, they must believe in and operate in the supernatural. For this is the will of God. Believe in and pray for The supernatural to manifest. Even if it does not happen initially, don't stop. Don't stop believing that God wants to show up through your life and your ministry. Finally, Elijah was validated. May God validate you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Ah, may, may God validate each one of us in the name of Jesus. Amen. As we serve him faithfully in these last days, may you see the validation of God. Amen. I was so led recently to just send a voice note to a, a couple who are involved in frontline ministry. And I just sent them a voice note and said, brethren, this is what the Lord is saying. I should say to you, Ah, the wife sent me a message back and she was crying. She said, they have been wishing and praying and wanting someone to validate their work. But all they have received has been discouragement and criticisms. I don't know about you, but when you receive criticisms over and over and over, it breaks the spirit. Mm. It wearies the soul. But in these last days, you will be validated in the name of Jesus. As you serve faithfully, God will send you men and women. God will send you his word. God will say to you, I know you. I see you. I believe in you. I'm supporting you. Well done. Double thumbs up. And the woman, verse 24, look at that. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord is in thy mouth, or the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. Powerful validation. Powerful validation. So as you serve, God will send you people who will believe and validate you. But please know that you also need to affirm and validate others. Amen. Be be an encouragement to someone. Send words of encouragement, words of affirmation. Validate others. Validate others. Now I would want us to spend a few minutes to pray. Amen. Because these things that we have learned, we have to take it to God. We want to cry to the Lord. We want to say, Lord, each of these seven things, we want them in our lives. Number one, we want to say, Lord, may we always stand daily in your presence. Number two, we want to say, Lord, may we make decrees that heaven will respond to. Number three, we want to say, God, teach us the discipline to rest and make out time. Can we say, God, provide everything we need and use us as a channel of provision to others? Number four, can we say, Lord, strengthen us. When setbacks happen, strengthen us. Number five, can we say, God, use us to do the supernatural to do miracles. Number six, God, validate me, validate us, and send us people that will validate us. Please, can you lift your voice and just begin to talk to the Lord about these issues. Just lift your voice and just say, Lord, for any one of these issues, just cry to the Lord. Just cry to the Lord. Lord, we look to you. Lord, we look to you. Lord, we look to you. you. Father, validate us. Father, validate our ministries. Father, validate. Hey, Father, we are calling upon your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, this is what I want us to do. In Jesus' name, we pray. This is what I want us to do. I want us to take them one by one. But I don't want to stop and be calling out the prayer points. You know, but just look at the screen. We'll pray for a minute or two. We'll move to the next one. We'll move to the next one. All seven of them. So the first one is, God, help me stand in your presence daily. Let my quiet time be fresh. Let me live in the consciousness of your presence every moment. Let's just go to the Lord.